Welcome to Mum Life Untangled. I'm your host, Emma Bunting. I help new mums return to exercise to rebuild strength from the inside out by providing personal, group and virtual training with a community of like-minded mums. My business is called Motivate Mums and my mission is to educate, support and encourage mums to return to exercise safely after having a baby. In this podcast, I'm on a journey to untangle some of the complicated things that we experience as mums. My aim is to create clarity and understanding and leave you feeling inspired. Welcome back to Mum Life Untangled. Today on this podcast, I'm joined by Kate from Sleep, Play, Grow. And Kate is passionate about guiding and supporting families until they reach their sleep goals. Welcome, Kate, and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for welcoming me. <laughs> Let's start by telling us a little bit about you. Right, yes. So I am a mother of three. I, before I had children, I did a Bachelor of Sport and Exercise Science and was working as an exercise physiologist. And then the plan that my husband and I made before we had children was to always try and aim for me to be home with them until they get to sort of kindy school age. And yeah, we seem to manage to do that. So yeah, my children are eight, six and four now. So my youngest is at kindy and the other two are at school. So yeah, now it's my turn to start helping some other families go through those early years. I know how overwhelming, isolating, tiring, exhausting, all of the above those years can be and sleep plays such an important role in those years and and trying to enjoy those years so yeah hopefully I can I can start giving the gift of sleep to some families. Talking about sleep so how was your sleep last night? My sleep was great because we had a fairly busy weekend and a late night on Saturday so all five of us in my house were well and truly ready for bed last night and we all slept soundly, had to wake the kids up to get them ready to go to school in kindy, they didn't want to get out of bed so yeah, 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 a great sleep, thank you. Very nice. What's your favourite weekend activity? Yeah, yep. Yeah. My favourite weekend activity is probably just hanging out with a family once all the jobs and chores are done with and just getting that time to just sit and enjoy each other's company and yeah we really like to do that sort of outdoors in the pool in summertime or yeah the, we love the beach and heading down to the beach on a Sunday afternoon with the boogie boards and and yeah then getting ready for the week ahead. Just for a bit of fun what is your favorite cocktail <laughs> and who would you share it with? Oh Favorite cocktail? I would have to say a chili coconut margarita. Ooh, very nice. Yeah, I only recently got onto the coconut side of things, and that makes a makes a huge difference. So they're beautiful. Yeah, they're beautiful. I would like to share that with. I think I'm gonna have to say my husband because we don't get to sit down and share yeah. cocktails very often with young kids, but we're sort of getting to that stage now where, yeah, we can. The kids are a little bit more independent and we can sit down and enjoy a cocktail together. So I'll, I'll say my husband. Isn't it good when you get to that stage? Okay, let's tell the listeners what Sleep, yes. Play, Grow is and how you help mums and families. Okay. 
So I'm just the new owner of Sleep Play Grow. So Nicole Harris started the business Sleep Play Grow many years ago, 2016, 17, that sort of timeline. And yeah, she wanted to yeah help guide families and support families on a personal level to educate them and help them get the sleep that they need in those early years. And yeah, so I... I actually used Nicole's services for one of my babies um, and I loved her approach to sleep and yeah once I finished having once I got through the baby stage with my own three children I found myself sort of giving guidance and support to my friends who were just starting to have their babies and yeah they were getting great results with sort of just a tiny bit of support and a little bit of advice from me of what I had learnt from life experience and from using Nicole as well. Yeah, and then I got great satisfaction out of helping my friends and their friends. So I decided to delve a little bit deeper and get some more education behind myself on childhood and baby sleep. And so I decided to study baby sleep consultancy and yeah, just aligned that when Nicole was getting ready to finish up her business she'd done I think about 20 years of helping families and she was she was pretty exhausted so she's moved on to onto a a new stage of life and I'm ready to take that on and yeah hopefully be a support for those people who are really struggling and feeling a bit overwhelmed and isolated so what do you do at sleep play grow if I was a mom that came to you who is struggling with sleep sleep deprived baby's not sleeping how would you help me okay so I'll take you through sort of step by step we would so we can either do it over the phone or in person and we sit down and we have a really nice relaxed informal chat to get a really good insight into your child's sleep at the moment and and your whole work out what's working, what's not working, and then make a plan moving forward to try and encourage a little bit more sleep from your little ones. And then we can keep in touch for either two or four weeks, guide you through making some changes to get some more sleep for you and your little one. And how would the mum contact you if she's tired and sleep deprived? What's the best way that you think she could communicate with you? Yeah, so a lot of, a lot of, clients these days sort of love to just send a text and say look this has happened where do I go from here and yeah I'm very happy to keep in touch via text or email or yeah we pick up the phone and have a chat sometimes if people are really stuck then I'll just if they're local to the coast I'll pop over to their house and and check out how they're going mentally as well and just yeah work out really get to the bottom of of each family's individual sleep problems what are the three main problems that mums and families face when it comes to dealing with sleep or not enough sleep the main ones probably frequent night wakings so yeah everyone struggles when you don't get a solid night's sleep so frequent night wakings probably the first one where we have babies waking every couple of hours or sometimes every hour the second one's probably Babies who are waking, starting their days too early. So the family's got into the habit of letting the baby wake everyone up at four or five o'clock in the morning and and that habit has stuck. But yeah, it's definitely doesn't have to be that way for the rest of your life. And the third one, probably I'd say catnapping. So babies taking really short naps can get really frustrating when you're trying to do things throughout the day. So yeah, definitely lots of ways to work around that as well. 
Could you give some tips to those problems? I know it's hard when you don't know the families and the, the babies individually, but as an overall, just a few tips for the listeners to start doing that could possibly help them out? Well, I guess the main tip that would actually probably help solve all three of those to some degree is getting your children or babies from an early age to be confident, independent sleepers. So it doesn't mean teaching them that it's okay and safe to fall asleep by themselves so that when they do wake up after 40 minutes, after one hour, after two hours, if it's during the night, that they're still safe, they're still okay, and they can go back to sleep by themselves. So that self-settling is it is the hard, but it is probably the most important thing to get on top of. And sleep's probably the number one, the hardest thing that parents and families deal with after having a baby. I think it's the, the lack of sleep and adjusting to the new schedule. And oh, definitely. do you know yeah. what the link, is there a link between like postnatal depression and the lack of sleep and trying to get used to that new routine? So it's hard to determine which one might come first, whether it's postnatal depression and then the sleep deprivation makes that worse or whether the sleep deprivation brings on postnatal depression because they kind of, yeah, have the same sort of symptoms, I guess. But yeah, there's definitely so many studies showing that mothers who have to frequently, and fathers, who have to frequently wake to settle, feed, change, nurse, a baby or children during the night that they will have the symptoms of some sort of depression they're more at risk of of getting that so how do you help the mum who you know clients of mine who've come to me in a slip so sleep deprived and like I can't help them it's hard for me to support them in in that session but what they said to me if I if I get the sleep then I'll be fine but I know they're not fine at that stage like how can I support them in that environment because I know that they need more sleep they're not getting the sleep so their mental health deteriorating and it's hard for me to to understand what the best solution for them is at that time if they're really struggling if they're really chronically sleep deprived they need to reach out to someone like myself or yeah or a GP or something like that and work out what's actually going on and to make change you can't just sit there and wait for them to start sleeping better because sometimes it doesn't happen for years. So not Mm. waiting for change. The saying is nothing changes if nothing changes. So if you want to get better sleep, you need to change the approach that you have. And yeah, I hopefully I'm someone who can yeah encourage and teach about all the different approaches to, to get more sleep. So yeah, trying to let them know that yes, sleep deprivation is normal to a degree, but you don't have to suffer ongoingly for months on end years on end and if they're really struggling that they need to take some steps to to change yeah I can tell that you really you are really passionate about helping families and new mums and where did that passion come from where did that passion first spark for you to help families yeah so I touched on it a little bit just Mm -hmm. when we first started talking but I guess I I couldn't handle being sleep deprived myself. So I sort of started educating myself after I had, well, while I had babies, which I should have done before I had babies, how to get my children sleeping well so that they could thrive so that 
my husband and I could thrive so he could still go to work so that I could still be a decent mother and human during the day. So really, I really worked on my three children's sleep and they were all different. But after the first 12 months, I had three good sleepers and I still have three good sleepers now because it, you just put in the time and effort and mm-hmm. and really commit to this is going for me. So then, yeah, as I said, I started, once I got through my baby years, I started supporting my friends who were having babies and their friends and just, yeah, sort of the passion grew from there. I was getting such great satisfaction from from helping them and it was more, yeah, I sort of, I wasn't doing it with the goal of having a business around it. I, yeah, it was more like a passion project. Obviously, I wasn't making money out of friends or anything like that. I was just doing it because I enjoyed it and then... Yeah, so then I decided to do some formal study. It has kept growing and, yeah, I love it. That's when you know you've been successful in business, when you're passionate and you love what you do and you can see how much you help families out there. Exactly. It's so rewarding to get the messages or emails saying, oh, my gosh, you've changed our lives. I can't believe that I didn't do this sooner, that sort of thing. So, yeah, it's, it's very rewarding. Do you think there should be more support out there for prenatal, so through pregnancy and educating the mum before they have the baby, just so we're a bit more aware to what to expect, the expectations, that kind of, rather than have the baby and then struggle? What do you think about that? Oh, absolutely. That was one of, ever since I had my first baby, I was like, why aren't we taught about these sleep patterns and habits of newborns in those first four months and that sort of thing before we have these babies Mm -hmm. Uh, we go to antenatal classes if you choose to and you are taught about or you learn about labor and what's to be expected in labor maybe those first couple of days Um, a little bit about breastfeeding a little bit about settling but then you're just left to try and create these sleep habits that yeah that some babies just don't cope with yeah yeah it's definitely something that I really want to delve more into as I get further along yeah well yeah or even just a yeah like um, an online course or something like that here on the Sunshine Coast or yeah I can do it online where mums or expecting mums can come and learn about what's going to happen in these next Mm. sort of 12 months from yeah in a obviously a sleep perspective so yeah 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 because I think that would be helpful because it didn't sink in to me until I was in hospital the first night you know waking up every two to three hours I don't even though I was told but not in any depth of what to expect it doesn't sink in until you're in that position this, this is life and then you're yeah like, Shit. <laughs> yep. like I'm in this yeah, How, yeah. yeah this is it. life sort of, my life um, has changed <laughs> it's sort of almost like warning mothers and families like what a shock to the system it can be I remember yeah being in yeah I was in complete shock even though Mm. I had been exposed to so many babies before I had my first I'm the youngest of six children and all my siblings had babies and so I was like yeah I know about babies I can do this how hard can it be but nothing prepares you for your own child and someone who is completely dependent on you for everything for months on end so mm. yeah I'm I, I'm hoping to prepare something that yeah I can 
educate families about, yeah, what to expect sleep-wise for those those early yeah. years. Of- I asked the question in one of my classes, what do you wish you'd known before you had a baby? And, I, yeah. and most of them talked about, you know, the lack of sleep, the broken sleep, the how dependent they are. Yeah, like it, it's something yep. that needs to be talked about a little bit more, I think. And what should, on this subject, what should new mums expect? Yes. well, oh, that's big. <laughs> so obviously at the start, yeah, so obviously at the start, it's especially when it's your first child, it is a huge shock to your body. But it's completely normal for babies to, ha- to wake every two or three hours at the start. And it's important to be feeding and nourishing, so knowing, that, knowing that you're responsible for nourishing them during the night as well, not just during the day. But having realistic expectations that that not every baby is is going to be the same. So your first, your second, your third, your fourth, your baby compared to your next door neighbor's baby or your best friend's baby. Everyone's journey is different, especially in the sleep, in your sleep journey. So trying not to compare to what someone else has gone through and just really focusing on what you're going through and reaching out for help if you need it. So don't suffer in silence. Yeah, and realizing that babies have different temperaments and personalities from the get-go, that's a big thing to to keep in mind as well. So yeah, just getting to know your baby, getting to know, yeah, what soothes them, what they like. Sometimes babies like to be left alone to fall asleep. Some babies need lots of hands-on settling, but yeah, getting to know the temperament of your baby and just, yeah, being realistic that babies, they all develop at a different rate. So, yeah, not putting much pressure on, on yourself or your child to to be like any other baby. So, yeah, just sort of focusing on, on your journey and, yeah, not trying to compare to anyone else. And it's so good to get involved with mothers groups and things like that. So you can chat to the other mums to not compare because it, it is, it's hard to hear someone else say, my baby sleeps through the night and then you're asking yourself, well, why doesn't mine? So it's good that you made that point. Do not compare your journey to anybody else's. But it also, I suppose it's good to chat to the other mums to know that you're also not alone in this. Oh, absolutely. Mothers groups are great and they've come a long way since or even just since I had my first child eight years ago, they've come a long way now, especially the the Raising Mamas group that, that we've been a part of. And it's just, yeah, yep. it's probably priceless being involved in one of those groups and definitely there to, to put into perspective that, yes, you're not alone. You're not the only one going through this. Yeah, it's it's very important to have something a group that you can go to so yeah so you don't feel so isolated because oh those those first even the first few years I was gonna yeah. say the first few months but the first few years can be really isolating being at home being at home with a baby or mm. a toddler yeah it can. so having something to get out and go to with people mm. that are at the same stage of life of you as you is yeah really important and how can routines help tired mums because I do hear a lot of mums say they're not routine, they don't like routine and they don't like to be stuck in the house. But then there's the other side of it as babies need yeah. that routine. Well, on a personal level, I'm a routine person, so I love it. But I do, I totally understand routine. and I respect people who don't want to be tied down by routines. But yeah. in saying that, 
when you have a child, you need to respect their physical. So if you're not worrying about if they're getting enough sleep or enough quality sleep, then maybe you should think about, yeah, just settling into it. It doesn't have to be a very strict routine, but ensuring that they're getting their needs. So they're getting the right amount of feeds, they're getting the right amount of sleep that's suitable for their age. And it actually makes getting out and about easier. If you've got a little bit of a routine, you know when your baby's going to be that they need to be home to have dinner and a bath and bed at sort of from five o'clock, then you know that if you try and, yeah, take them out at that time that it's it might not go well. So, yeah, having a routine is also allows you to get out and about at the right opportunities and by, with still meeting the needs of your child. What is sleep training? So we've got different styles of sleep training. We've got control train, crying it out, and the gentle settling techniques. I'm sure there's lots of different sleep training styles. What kind of styles do you use, Kate? So I have learnt, yeah, from about all of them. So from the gentle, completely hands-on to, I wouldn't say cried out. I haven't been educated in cried out because I don't think it's really a thing these days. You don't leave your child to cry out. It's more controlled crying. So sleep training is more about educating the parents about when babies might need sleep and how long they might sleep for and how you can get them to sleep. And then so that's the the biggest thing about sleep training is how are you going to get your baby to sleep so that then they can stay asleep. So you can, yeah, you can do gentle hands-on or you can do control crying is sort of just popping your baby down and still reassuring them that, yep, you're safe, you're loved, you're not alone, but giving them the space and the opportunity to put themselves to sleep and then just leaving them for a little bit to work it out. And yeah, they're, they're going to, when, if babies have been used to being held, which they have been the, well, they've been in a womb for nine months and then you've probably held them a lot for sleep in those first few months, which is totally normal and okay. Um, but then when you want to try and encourage them to be independent, confident sleepers and you're changing the way that things have always been done their whole life, they're probably going to get a little bit upset. But that's just their way of communicating. Babies or young babies can't talk, even toddlers who struggle to communicate, they're going to cry if things are changing. No one likes change, right? It's hard, change is hard, but you have to think about what you're making these changes for and and really be aware that you are making these changes to for the better of you and your children and to create healthy lifelong patterns and habits of sleep. And sleep, it's a major influencer and you know, for the kids and what's the potential side effects, I'm gonna call it side effects, to babies and kids if they don't get enough sleep. Yeah, so sleep is important for it's important for immunity. It's important for regulating emotions. So if your if your child or baby is sleep deprived, then yeah, it's going to affect their growth and development. It's going to affect their immunity. They might get sick more. It's going to definitely going to affect their emotions, which is a really big one. So we you know who are even adults if we don't get enough sleep, we're pretty bit scratchy and cranky at times yeah and that's the same for our children so 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read somewhere where sleep de- sleep training doesn't harm children, but sleep deprivation does. So if we just keep thinking about that. And yeah, as I said, sleep training doesn't mean leaving yeah. a child in a room to cry and scream. Mm. Sleep training is making a plan and executing that whichever way you like to support your child to get the sleep that they need. Excellent. And how do we work with you? How do we get in touch? Yes. So the easiest way is probably my website. So if you go to sleepplaygrow.com.au, there's a bit on there about just about how Sleep Play Grow approaches um, baby and, and toddler sleep. And there's a, a little bit on there more about myself personally, so you can get to know me a bit more. And then there's my packages on there. So yeah, as I said, we can do, if you're here on the coast, on the Sunshine Coast, I can come and visit you in your home, in the comfort of your home, or we can do over the phone, anywhere else we can do over the phone or email. So yeah, probably through the website's the best way to get in contact. Excellent. Have you got anything else to add? I'm trying to think. There's, I can, I can, yeah. And I mean, there's so much, so much you could go into with sleep, but yeah, I just, yeah, I just think people... Families need to understand that, yes, sleep can be disrupted or disruptive in those early years, but you don't have to suffer in silence. You can, you can make healthy sleep changes and, and create healthy habits, yeah, without going through lots of crying and, and screaming and that sort of thing. And you can be supported and guided. And, and yeah, you don't have to try and do it alone. Yeah. Thanks, Kate. How do I get my four and six-year-old to sleep? Four and seven, actually, past five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> four and seven. Past five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I, I bet they've done it since they were babies, have they? Oh, I think it's more since we moved here. Oh, and yes. the yep. sun shines early morning. Yes. I mean, it's not as light at yep. the moment, but I can't yep. even wake up without them sensing that I'm awake. They're the other side of the house. <laughs> They've just got this sense yeah, yeah. that I'm awake. I cannot. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, their body, it's the internal body clock of us, even from babies, develops and gets set in our ways. But you can change that body clock. So, I mean, they're probably used to waking up at 5 mm-hmm. o'clock. So as soon as that, that starts to come, that they're in that light sleep and, and they're ready to go. But there's lots of ways you can encourage them to sleep a little bit longer, but we could talk we'll about have a that consult. For a, for a long time. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, yeah. thank you so much for your time. It's been really nice to chat because I know this conversation will help many pregnant new mums, mums of older kids out there if they're struggling with the sleep at any stage of motherhood, really. So thank you so much for your time. No, thank you so much for having me. And yeah, I'm hoping I can, yeah reach lots of families and try and yeah give them the gift of sleep excellent thanks kate thank you if you're looking at returning to exercise after having a baby come and do your free trial at motivate mums and check out our timetable at motivatemoms.com i look forward to seeing you in the park <laughs>